Welcome to the Our Lady of Peace Daily Reflections Podcast. Daily Scripture Readings and Reflections by the Pastoral Staff of Our Lady of Peace Catholic Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Today is Monday of the fifth week of Lent, March 30th, 2020. Today's readings are proclaimed by Michaela Swartout, and the reflection is given by Elizabeth Pike, Director of Liturgy and Music at Our Lady of Peace. A reading from the book of Daniel. The assembly condemned Susanna to death, but Susanna cried aloud, O eternal God, you know what is hidden and are aware of all things before they come to be. You know that they have testified falsely against me. Here I am about to die, though I have done none of the things with which these wicked men have charged me. The Lord heard her prayer. As she was being led to execution, God stirred up the Holy Spirit of a young boy named Daniel, and he cried aloud, I will have no part in the death of this woman. All the people turned and asked him, What is this you are saying? He stood in their midst and continued, You are such fools, O children of Israel, to condemn a woman of Israel without examination and without clear evidence. Return to court, for they have falsified their testimony against her. Then all people returned in haste. To Daniel the elder said, Come, sit with us and inform us, since God has given you the prestige of old age. But he replied, Separate these two far from each other, that I may examine them. After they are separated one from the other, he called one of them and said, How you have grown evil with age. Now have your past sins come to term, passing unjust sentences, condemning the innocent, and freeing the guilty, although the Lord says, The innocent and the just you shall not put to death. Now then, if you are a witness, tell me under what tree you saw them together. Under a mastic tree, he answered. Daniel replied, Your fine lie has cost you your head, for the angel of God shall receive the sentence from him and split you in two. Putting him to one side, he ordered the other one to be brought. Daniel said to him, Offspring of Canaan, not of Judah, beauty has seduced you, lust has subverted your conscience. This is how you acted with the daughters of Israel, and in their fear they yielded to you. But a daughter of Judah did not tolerate your wickedness. Now then, tell me, under what tree did you surprise them together? Under an oak, he said. Daniel replied, Your fine lie has cost you also your head, for the angel of God waits with a sword to cut you in two, so as to make an end of both of you. The assembly cried aloud, Blessing God who saves those who hope in him. They rose up against the two elders, for by their own words Daniel had convicted them of perjury. According to the law of Moses, they inflicted on them the penalty they had plotted to impose on their neighbor. They put them to death. Thus was innocent blood spared that day. Responsorial Psalm Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. Beside restful waters he leads me, he refreshes my soul. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side, with your rod and your staff that give me courage. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. 
Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life. Then I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. A reading from the Gospel according to John. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women, so what do you say? They said this to test him so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he bent down and wrote on the ground. And in response, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then he said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin any more. At Mass, we sing a gospel acclamation. During Lent, it's praise and honor to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Then there is a verse that the cantor sings before we sing that again. You didn't hear it in the readings today, but if we had been in Mass and the cantor had sung a verse, it would have been taken from Ezekiel 33.11. The verse is this, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked man, says the Lord, but rather in his conversion, that he may live. I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked man, but rather his conversion. In the first reading today, Susanna has just been accused of adultery and the assembly is preparing to put her to death. This is where our reading picks up. Daniel sees that Susanna is falsely accused and defends her, and instead, those who wrongly accused her are put to death. The gospel reading is a different situation. A woman has been caught in adultery. Presumably, she has not been falsely accused. And the scribes and Pharisees bring her to Jesus. Now, this is not even really about the woman. The scribes and Pharisees are more concerned with tricking Jesus. Having seen Jesus associate with sinners, they want to see if Jesus will have pity on this woman, going against the law of Moses, so that they can bring charges against him. But Jesus' words effectively sidestep their trickery. And they also reveal so much about his mercy. I think this is one of the best-known stories of Jesus in the New Testament. It speaks deeply to us, and in that woman, we see ourselves and others in the world. Even non-Christians use this passage, often quoting the line, Let him without sin cast the first stone. It is so moving, and we can get so caught up in this act of mercy. Daniel saves an innocent woman from death, but Jesus does something far greater. He saves a guilty woman from death, and he says, Neither do I condemn you. Jesus, who is entirely without sin, the only one who can condemn her without any sort of hypocrisy, does not condemn her. It is easy to stop there. It is easy to miss what he says next, or to not consider it. 
But Jesus says, go and sin no more. This is the conversion that the Lord desires, as the verse of the gospel acclamation says. Jesus doesn't merely want to save the woman from being stoned by pointing out that everyone is a sinner. He wants to save her mortal soul, calling her to conversion. The psalm response today was, Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. How often do we find ourselves walking in the dark valley, sometimes the dark valley of sadness, sometimes the dark valley of sin? In this psalm, God is portrayed as the good shepherd. Jesus, true God and true man, tells us that he, being one with God, is the good shepherd. The rod and the staff of the shepherd protect the sheep from danger, both by warding off wolves and other dangers, but also by directing the sheep away from danger. To be safe, the sheep must not stray from the shepherd. They must stay near him so he can warn off all that would harm them and guide them in the right path to those green pastures. This, friends, is what Lent is all about. It is about turning to the Lord, staying beside him, and leaning into our own conversion from sinfulness and complacency. When we do this, the Lord leads us to life in the fullest sense. We are able to live fully as the people God created us to be. The greatest source of God's mercy, the greatest catalyst for this conversion is the sacrament of reconciliation that we often refer to as confession. Ordinarily during Lent, we have abundant opportunities to go to confession in a variety of forms, but this year it is more challenging. We may not have access to the sacrament of confession, but nonetheless, I encourage you not to delay in seeking to fully return to God. OLP does have drive-up confession on Saturdays from 1 to 4 p.m., in the small parking lot off of 11th Avenue. But if you are not able to go to confession, you can still make an act of perfect contrition. Perfect contrition comes from being sorry for one's sins out of a desire to be reunited to the God who loves us. It involves two steps. First, you must pray an act of contrition, which can be the act of contrition that you learned growing up, or as simple as the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Second, you must make a firm commitment to go to confession when it is available to you again. Pope Francis spoke about this recently because of people's concern about not being able to receive the sacrament of reconciliation. He instructs us, do what the catechism says. Speak directly with God, your Father, and tell him the truth. Ask for pardon with all your heart. Brothers and sisters, I pray that we are all filled with a spirit of true contrition and that we may be reunited with the Lord, the lover of our souls. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. For more information about Our Lady of Peace, visit olpmn.org.
like us on Facebook at OLPMN, and like us on Instagram at OLP underscore MN.